Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast with me, your host, Dr. Morgan Anderson, clinical psychologist, relationship coach, love expert, creator of the ESL relationship method, and athletic wear connoisseur. My mission is to help you raise your self-worth, have great relationships, and step confidently into the next level of your life. Each week, two episodes will air featuring expert advice, live coaching, and tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract great relationships. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. So buckle up and let's get vulnerable. Exciting update. I have a brand new free resource. You all asked for it, so I created it. This is a relationship attachment quiz designed to help you understand your patterns in relationships. You can take this totally free quiz now by going to the link in my Instagram bio at Dr. Morgan Coaching and click attachment quiz. And you all know I love to hear from you. So either screenshot and tag me with your result or send me a DM letting me know your result from the quiz. You guys, this is totally free and this will be helpful to you. So go check it out. Can't wait for you to take the quiz and to share your results. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast. I'm so excited about this episode. We have a very special guest. We have Rebecca Zung. She is one of the top 1% of attorneys in the nation, and she's been recognized by U.S. News and World Report as the best lawyer in America, Um, and she has so much value to share with you all. Um, She has been committed to sharing her secrets and empowering others to live their lives at their optimum level of success, both professionally and personally. She is an author of a best-selling book, Negotiate Like You Matter, The Surefire Method to Step Up and Win, and also Breaking Free, a step-by-step divorce guide for achieving emotional, physical, and spiritual freedom. And she is definitely sought after in the media. So we are so, so lucky to have her on today. Welcome, Rebecca. Thanks for making time. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Wow. So first off, I just want to make sure people can find you on Instagram. What is your handle there? It's at Rebecca Zung. So R-E-B-E-C-C-A and then Z as in zebra, U, N as in number, G as in George. Perfect. Thank you for that. So, and as you all know, I love to hear from you on Instagram. I know Rebecca will as well. So make sure that you screenshot, tag us in your stories. Let us know what your takeaways are from this episode. Um, Anyways, Rebecca, tell me a little bit about your journey and what brought you to the work that you do in helping so many people. 
Yeah. So what I really focus on now is um, skills to help people negotiate and escape relationships with narcissists uh, by creating strategy and leverage in order to do that. And I do that through my SLAY system, which which stands for strategy, leverage, anticipating what the narcissist is going to do and being two steps ahead of them and focusing on you and your position or your case. So that's what I really do now. How did I get here is um, I was a divorce attorney or I am a divorce attorney by trade. I have helped thousands of people escape relationships with what for a long time was termed as you know, difficult people or crazy people or controlling people. And now it's really more of a catchphrase uh, that everybody's a narcissist. Mm -hmm. So I've been dealing with it in my practice for a really long time. The other thing is in the last year or so, I realized that I had two narcissists in my own life that I had been targeted by and had to get out of my life. And so I, all of the advice that I give, I've actually had to take first myself about mm. creating boundaries and going no contact and the realization that I had been targeted and what was really going on. I mean, it was... Um, really, really hard to, 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 to swallow and take in and realize, oh my God, this is what's happening to me, or this is what had happened to me. And, you know, through reading books and getting educated on it for my practice, I started to realize that I had actually been a victim. So when I went to start creating um, a course and my YouTube videos, which I highly encourage everybody to subscribe to my YouTube channel. I realized that that was the spot that I really wanted to help people. So that's how I ended up where I am. Wow. What a powerful story. Um, And I know that for so many of us who help people, when it also becomes personal, it can kind of feel like, wow, this is actually happening to me and I have to now practice what I preach. Um, and you know, what a powerful opportunity to do that. And then it helps you, I'm sure even, um, you know, teach at a deeper level and, and a, a, a better level as well. So, wow. Thank you for sharing that. And I would just want to say that is such proof that you can be the victim of this kind of relationship, no matter who you are, even if you're an expert. Well, I say that all the time. I mean, I wasn't an expert on narcissism, but I was an expert at litigating and creating positions and strategy and leverage and all of that. But I, you know, in your, in your personal life, you're much more exposed than you are in your professional life. Yes. And um, so one, one of the people who I, you know, I don't say publicly who they are or were just because I don't want the backlash from them, not certainly not to protect them, but more because I'm trying to 
remain no contact. Of course. I don't want the backlash. But I do say that one of the people was a an extended family member and one of the people was in a business setting. Mm. So not a client, but somebody in a business setting. Mm. And so they were in positions to get to know me on a personal level and take advantage of my kindness and my generosity and twist that against me. You know, narcissists seek out and target people that they admire, that Mm. they they want those qualities. And Mm. so the more that I study it, the more I realize I was a perfect target for narcissists because I am a person who is a self-starter and I do a lot of things and I, I have achieved a certain amount of success. So, and, you know, narcissists want what other people have. Yeah. So they kind of attach themselves to these people and they really sort of creepily or strangely try to suck those those good qualities from you mm-hmm. as if they can somehow make them their own it's a very strange mm-hmm. strange thing when you you are dealing with it and it's pretty awful but um yeah that's was my experience wow i really appreciate you sharing that and you know my experience, which I shared with you on your show, which I hope people also go find on, on YouTube. Um, you know, my experience was one of my early relationships in my early twenties, I was dating a narcissist and it was terrible. Um, and those things you're describing, I really resonate with, and I know were occurring in that relationship. And that's part of what motivated me to do the work that I do is being able to get out of that and making sure that other, other people can get out of those relationships. I, I definitely have so many questions for you. One that's coming to mind is, do you ever feel like people don't have a clear idea of what a narcissist is and that they're kind of just throwing the term out? Oh, all the time. Yeah. All the time. I mean, even when I, you know, just using my own personal example for, you know, every once in a while, I'll have, you know, 99.9% of the comments and feedback I get from my community and the people who follow me are positive and I've changed their lives and helped them so much. But every once in a while, I'll get this naysayer who'll be like, well, the fact that you're talking about it makes you a narcissist. The fact that you are making YouTube videos and putting yourself out there, you must be a narcissist. And things like that, where I think then you have no idea what a narcissist is. Yes, then you have clearly no idea, right, if you're associating with that. Oh my gosh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like even now, even though it is a term that's used more, people still lack some of that understanding of, okay, what is a narcissist? Yeah, absolutely. And, and so the easiest and quickest way that I usually describe it is that it's a person who has no inner value, sense of inner value, no sense of mm-hmm. self. And coupled with 
and this is really important, the absolute inability to have any feeling compassion for or empathy for another human being. Mm. And it's really important that people understand that it's both. I, I think, I mean, you're the yes. psychologist, but yes. um, you know, I, I think it's really important that people understand and, and the way I describe it, and you can certainly correct me if I'm wrong, since you're the expert in this, but I see human beings as sort of on a continuum. And in, in a way, you know, we all sort of have what people might describe as narcissistic tendencies, even though it's right. not narcissistic, in the sense that as human beings, we all want to feel seen, heard, and know that we matter. Yes. We all do. Mm-hmm. But I, I say that narcissism is all the way at the end of the continuum where it becomes like a pathological mm-hmm. problem where these people just, you know, they they have to suck all of their sense of value from mm-hmm. the people around them. Yes. You know, they need an endless amount of narcissistic supply. Mm-hmm. And they feel, they live in this, you know, we talk about a scarcity versus an abundance mentality. They're very much in a scarcity mentality where if they don't get it from people or they don't suck it from them or they don't manipulate it or, or, or take it in some way, then they're not going to get it. And then they somehow disappear or they don't matter or somehow something mm-hmm. bad is going to happen to them. And so even giving of themselves a little bit by showing compassion for another person somehow takes away from them. And it's kind of like it, a it, vacuum. It's a, it's a vacuum. A black hole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, 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 before I had the terminology, but when I was dealing with these people, I used to say, oh my God, that person is like a leech. It's like a mm-hmm. parasite. I feel like mm-hmm. this person is draining the life out of me. And then I've heard now other people refer to it as like energy vampires. Yes. Um, you know, uh, I sometimes refer to it as like a pod, you know, years ago, there was like this movie called the invasion of the body snatchers and the pod would like come and be next to them and suck their, their information out of them. It's, it's like that, but you don't understand what's going on. You just feel Mm -hmm. drained and you feel like this person is against you all the time, but yet in their face, in your face, they're saying that they're for you. So it's, it's extremely confusing. Yes. Wow. I really appreciate your definition and I agree with what you shared. And I think that's why it can be just so, so confusing, right? Like they, they're taking so much And then I I think it's that thing too of investment bias can sometimes happen. Like, oh, I've put so much into this relationship because this person is taking so much from me. Um, And I think that's part of why people can get stuck in those relationships because they they have invested so, so much, you know? Yeah, definitely. Or they become afraid because of, you know, the person lines up their their flying monkeys, the smear campaign. Yes. So they're afraid of the backlash. They're afraid of what's going to happen. Exactly. Um, And and narcissists are good at... um, making the world think that they're wonderful. So therefore, they are. 
So if you leave this person, then you must be the one that's crazy. Mm-hmm. You must be the one that there's something wrong with. Um, yes. You know, and, and you feel like everybody in that, you know, because they line up all the people around you against you if they can, as many as they can. Yes. Anyone who might be vulnerable to believing their lies. And they isolate you. Yeah, we, we know all the strategies. Exactly. Yeah. I, I really appreciate the point about narcissistic tendencies because I think so often people, we, we all can have them at times, right? And it's behavior that's, that's not helpful, that can be damaging. Um, and most of us adapt from it, apologize, work through it. But the narcissist, someone who has narcissistic personality disorder, it has become behavior that is repeated, 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 and ingrained, and it then defines their personality. So such an important distinction, right? Um, and, and I think it's, it's really important to know that when it is their personality, that is very hard to change. Like I, I see people wanting to change that in the, and it beca- it's, it's been ingrained. It's been ingrained for them forever, right? Well, and they attract empaths. And so yes. uh, empaths are the ones in the world who think that they can love everybody back to health, that they can save everyone. And right. so when I talk to people in my community, I always say, yes, this is a person who was traumatized as a child who, you know, didn't feel loved or something happened to them. So something broke inside them where they have this this problem of having no sense of self, but you can't fix it. Right. Don't bother to try, you know, really try to, uh, you know, just get yourself out of this situation. There are plenty of people in the world that you don't need to try to save or fix. Uh, You know, these are not the people that you want to try to save or fix because they're, it's sad to say, but they're they're not salvageable in a lot of ways. They they can't be rehabilitated. You know, right. the most that I, you know, and I've talked to a lot of psychologists and, and the most, according to my understanding, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. that you can really do with them is teach them what caring would look like, but they wouldn't actually care. So they, you can teach them hey, if your spouse isn't feeling well, the appropriate behavior is to check in on them during the day and say, how are you feeling? But that doesn't mean that they actually care how you're feeling. There's a huge difference. Yes, yes. The behaviors can be taught and internally though, it's very unlikely for it to shift ever. Um, yeah. And I, I really love the point, And I know you've said this a few times and I think sometimes people don't understand this of, okay, you know, maybe why someone is the way they are. Maybe they had a horrible childhood and as an empath, you have so much, you know, love for them and you, you hurt that they had those experiences. Um, and just because we know why, or just because we know the context, you know, that does not give permission to the behavior. It's still, it does not make 
the behavior okay and we, and we can't change people. Yeah, they're no longer that little child. They've right. grown into an adult and the adult should be taking responsibility for themselves, but they don't. Right. And and they, you know, they're, that little child that, you know, you as the empath want to love and care and nurture for, that child is gone. That child doesn't exist yeah. anymore. It, the child has morphed into a horrible adult. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. That child is gone. And even though we know that, okay, they have no self-worth you know, and, and we want to be able to help them feel better about themselves. We, we can't do that work for them. If yeah. You, you can have, still have compassion for them, but just have it from, from a distance, <laughs> have it from a distance, right? You can never make someone change their relationship with themselves. You can never change someone's level of self-worth only, as you said, only they can take responsibility for you know, changing their um, self-worth. So such an important distinction because I see so many, so many people get in relationship dynamics where they think they can help that person be different or help that person see how great they are and, you know, love themselves. And the the interesting thing about narcissists is they have no self-worth Yet so many times they appear, right? They put on that facade of, I'm so confident. I'm the best. I'm, and it, it is so sad when we realize that that is just the outside facade that's covering up this bottomless hole of, you know, no, no self-worth. So, yeah. And, and it is sad, but you can't fix it. And if you no. try to come near them, you will get burned. I mean, you're playing with massive fire there. Exactly. Uh, and you're never going to feel satisfied in that relationship. I mean, yes. when I just give, give, and give, and give, and give, and never, ever take out, <laughs> then... It's, not, it's never going to be reciprocal. You will never, never. get... Yes, exactly. They, they won't appreciate you. They won't turn around and go, oh my God, you saved my life. And ever, 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 ever. Yes. Yes, exactly. So true. So Rebecca, let's shift gears a little bit and just talk about, so the, the method that you teach, um, how would you help people get out of these relationships? Whether they're, you know, romantic business, whatever kind of relationship. Yeah, absolutely. I I just want to back up slightly because one of the things I want people to understand when you are trying to escape these relationships and you go into that discard phase of the relationship, so love bombing, devaluing, discarding, that's kind of basically the three Mm -hmm. stages. And, And they can be love bombing while they're discarding. And I mean, there's sort of some overlap with that. But um, when you are in that discard phase, this is when you see the birth of the smear campaign. And this is where they go into full on, take you down, make you look as bad as possible, do whatever they can to hurt you because they want to hurt you before you hurt them. They want you know everyone in the world to see how bad you are because you know of 
either they're discarding you or you're discarding them. It really doesn't even matter, by the way, which way it's going. But when it starts to go down, they, and and narcissists are street fighters. So they fight dirty. So, and anything that's the equivalent of what would be hair pulling, biting, groin stuff, whatever, that's what they do in in a discard phase. So when you're divorcing a narcissist or when you're getting out of a business relationship with a narcissist, they start lining up those flying monkeys, they start triangulating. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in a divorce setting, it can be uh, filing lies in court or, or lying in court, lying in pleadings, lying in motions, um, manipulating text messages. Mm. You know, d- deleting pieces of text, making it look like you said something out of context, uh, um, using your children against you as pawns, uh, f- filing false pleadings such as saying that you're a child molester or a domestic violence mm. uh, offender, mm-hmm. something like that, using the court system as a sword, you know, weaponizing the court system, things like that. Um, and you're going to spend the entire time going, oh my God, I can't, you know, they, they want to take you down. Right. And, and here's the thing. This is the thing that people really have to understand. They, you think, okay, let me just, what is it that they want? Let me just give it to them so I can get out of this thing. What they want is to continue to do this to you mm-hmm. because they get narcissistic supply from making you squirm. So the fact that you are upset every time they file one of these pleadings or ignore a court order, that's what they want. That's the goal. That's the end. I mean, when you say, what is it that they want? That's it. That's what they want. Mm -hmm. And so you're over there going, I just want this over. That's the last thing that they want. They don't want it to be over. So when you are going to negotiate with a narcissist, you have to remember that that's their agenda is to take you down because they get narcissistic supply from that. Mm -hmm. So the only way that you can make it stop is by creating a super strong invincible strategy that includes incredible leverage anticipates what they're going to do and being two steps ahead of them and focusing on you and your case and your position and not so much on what it is that they're doing. Because if you just focus on what it is that they're doing, you're constantly going to feel like you're on the defensive Mm -hmm. instead of being on the offensive. So the first part of that leverage, I mean, of that strategy is being on the offensive. And when you have been a victim of a narcissist, it is it feels like you're putting on somebody else's clothes or somebody else's shoes. You just like it's so foreign to you to think that you can fight back because they have you in such a position of feeling so afraid and so intimidated mm-hmm. by what it is that they're going to do and that everybody's going to believe their lies that you don't want to fight back. You don't want to go on the offensive. So what happens is that people are three years in and over $100,000 in fees before they start to go, 
okay, never mind, I will fight back. <laughs> mm-hmm. But then at that point, you're so far behind mm-hmm. in the case that it's it, it's that much harder to catch up and get where you want to go. So um, I do recommend that, you know, and the leverage piece, the leverage is going to be tied up in threatening a source of narcissistic supply that's more important for them to keep than the supply that they get from jerking you around in the court system. Mm. Mm. This is such powerful information. Wow. I know so many, so many people who in hearing this would say, wow, I wish I would, would have known. I'm sure you run into those people all the time. Wow, oh, I, I needed this. I have, Where so, was many this pe- I have yeah. so many people that say that, but you know, all I can say to that is if you are still dealing with this person in any way, shape, or form, then you still need this information. Right. I mean, unless you've gone full no contact successfully and you know, that person is no longer in your life for a long time now. I mean, even me with the couple of narcissists that I've had to deal with, I don't look them up. I don't look at their stuff on social media. I don't even, you know, as far as I'm concerned, the only reason I talk about them at all is so that people know that I do understand what they're dealing with. But I don't do anything that's going to maybe bring them back into my energy or my space. (laughs) You have to do absolute no contact. I know it took me a little while to figure that out. Um, myself personally, it's been about seven years of having no contact with my ex, but the craziest thing is I, he would pop up. I mean, he would find me wherever I was, you know, wherever I worked, he'd find that work email where any new phone number I got somehow he, these people are so good at what they do and, and they're so desperate to continue getting that narcissistic supply. So you do, you have to be so good at, at no contact and, and set those boundaries. Yeah, absolutely. Be, because the way it, I look at it is, you know how people like they'll stock up on supplies, you know, keep jars or cans of jellies or whatever in their supply closet. It's, it's like, that you know if if they think that there's any little bit of supply to still be sucked out of the marrow mm-hmm. of your bones they want you in their space mm-hmm. in some way so you just have to make it very clear that there is no source of supply over here go find it yes. somewhere else yes I remember when I was first dating um, the the guy and he was love bombing me. And I remember I was having this thought of, wow, I've never had a relationship like this. This person is amazing, you know, and I was, I had no idea what was happening, but we were out and we had run into one of his ex-girlfriends. And the moment that she saw him, she sprinted Rebecca in the other direction. Yeah. There was a red flag. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She was sprinted. So, I mean, yeah, but that is the approach you have to have. Like, Absolutely. I want nothing. 
I don't even want to acknowledge you. I want nothing to don't do with you. Don't even look at them like secretly. Don't don't try to look at their social media profiles to see what they're up to. Yeah. Because you just do not, that energy, you know, like attracts like, it's all physics and you just don't even want that energy yes. to start being put into motion. And now suddenly they get this sense that maybe you might still be interested. Exactly. Keep going. You know, I, I, yep. I heard somebody say it's as if you're wiping that CPU like they never existed in yes. your life. That's what you need it to be. And and you have to get support in doing that. When you are the victim of narcissistic abuse, it's you can't do it on your own. You have I mean, in my opinion, yeah, you, it's really hard. You know, yeah, you know, so so many times you're so emotionally, mentally hurt that to be able to totally wipe it clean, you, you need support. You need support. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's the why part of my system, which is focusing on your position, but also focusing on you and, and, and learning how to pivot and, and get them out of your brain and learning how to focus on other things and yes. create a new life and get that support system in place. Mm. All of that is really, really important because of the trauma bonding that has taken place. It's, it makes it very difficult to get your brain to a place where you feel strong enough and feel powerful enough. Yeah. And and that's what a lot of people get from watching my YouTube videos. You know, a, a lot of people who've come to purchasing my my resources, they've watched, binged watched thousands of hours of my videos. And they they understand that I do understand this what's going on. And yes, I can help them, but they've, I've had people say, I've been listening to nothing but your videos on like autoplay for the last 48 hours. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Well, it's so, I think sometimes it's, it's so hard to find people who have been through it and people who really understand what you're going through and then also what you need to do. So, I mean, what a, what a powerful, powerful gift you're giving to people. Yeah. And I love, I love the, the why piece or, you know, focusing on you, right? Because ultimately our energy is our most precious resource. Money, you know, comes and goes, et cetera. But our energy, what we're doing with our energy is so, so important. So teaching people to take back their energy right? And direct it towards things that are going to be good for them and healthy for them. So yeah. I, I, I came to this realization like last July. So like a year, a little over a year ago when I was in Hawaii and I was looking, I was at the top of this mountain and I was looking out and I was in nature and I had this realization that if I am, you know, focusing on what this one particular narcissist is doing and 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 concerned and and almost like obsessing over what what this person is doing i am not in creation mode right i'm not doing anything for myself i'm not in positive mode i'm not doing anything for the world and that's where i turned around and i said you know what i'm not focusing on this person anymore 
if I think about what this person is doing or not doing or doing next or whatever, uh, who they've been talking to, who they've turned against me, blah, 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 you know, all of the things that you think about, mm-hmm. then I'm not doing anything good. So I turned around and I wrote my second book, Negotiate Like You Matter. And I started um, learning how to do YouTube videos the right way. And I started really training myself. And then I started doing the YouTube videos on you know, narcissism and how to negotiate with a narcissist. And my channel literally went from zero subscribers to almost 70,000 now in like six months. That's amazing, Rebecca. And what a beautiful example of that, you know, that power of, wow, if my energy is going here, then it's causing me to not live my life. It's causing me to not be able to create and do what I need to do so let me redirect my energy and create. And, and wow, people, people have really benefited from you being able to pivot and make that decision. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So you have, you have the books. Can, where, where can people find the books if they want those? Are they on Amazon? Or? The books are on Amazon. You can also go to my website, RebeccaZung.com. I also have a free gift for your listeners, which is the free Crush My Negotiation Prep Worksheet. It's basically an ebook. It's totally free, and they can just get it at WinMyNegotiation.com. So I made it a nice, easy URL for people to remember, which is WinMyNegotiation.com. Com. And um, literally thousands and thousands and thousands of people have downloaded it now. And I've had people say that they've won their mediations just using that free cheat sheet. So I would wow. highly suggest getting that. That's yes. high value. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, being able to negotiate that benefits us in every single area of our life. And it, it comes up all the time. So yeah. Absolutely. What a powerful resource. That's great. And then on YouTube, if they just type in your name, they'll be able to find your channel. Absolutely. Okay. Please come subscribe to my channel. Um, when you subscribe, then you get, and you hit the notification bell, then you'll get notified when I go live, which twice a week I go live and I do what I call my AAA sessions, which are ask the attorney anything. And literally I jump on and people ask me questions and I answer them right off the cuff. And I have people who tune in from literally every country in the world and every continent other than maybe Antarctica, but everywhere. So please come join us. Um, I usually go live on Tuesdays and Thursdays at noon Pacific time. That's amazing. Wow. You are doing so, so much. I love it. I love it. Well, everyone go check out Rebecca. Um, Before we wrap up, I do want, I always ask my guests this question. So I have a question for you. Um, if you were walking down the street and someone comes up to you and they ask you for your very best life advice in this moment, it doesn't have to be of all time, but whatever feels most salient to you right now, what, what life advice would you share with them? Oh gosh. Um, I, I guess, 
having integrity in everything that you do, you know, um, and, and, and I've, you know, I've always said, do the right thing for the clients and, and the universe will take care of me. Um, and just be believing that just by doing the right thing that you will be taken care of, um, and, and living in an abundance mentality that way. And it's always worked for me. So, I really try to do the best I can by people and keeping my word and keeping my word even to myself. Mm. You know, like if I say I'm going to do something, I, I hold myself to account for that. Um, I'm, I'm not always perfect when it comes to like eating the, the healthily or exercising or meditating the way I want to. And those are the areas that I'm really trying to focus on now. But, um, you know, having integrity in everything you do, because without integrity, nothing works. I love that. I love that so much. And I love the part about integrity with yourself, right? So beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And just one last time finding you on Instagram, because most of my people find me on Instagram. So it's just Rebecca Zung. Yes, at Rebecca Zong. And actually on Tuesdays and Thursdays when I do the AAA sessions, depending on my time, I will go straight from um, doing the YouTube live AAA session, Ask the Attorney Anything, to Facebook live. So you can like me on Facebook, which is Rebecca Zong, top 1% attorney narcissist negotiation expert. So like my page there. And then I go straight from there to Instagram. um, And I do a live on Instagram as well. So I usually try to do all three platforms at the same time, you know, like I go to one and then I go to the other and then I go to the other and I'll spend about 15 minutes on each so um, make sure to follow me on all of them, subscribe, because if you don't catch me on one, you can definitely catch me on another. Amazing. You're giving so much value. I love it. Thank, thank you. And you. thank you so much for being a guest. I've loved having you. And I, I know that the listeners are going to love this episode. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. All right, everyone. And as always, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. We'll talk with you soon. You guys, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. The best way that you can thank me is by sharing this episode on Instagram Facebook and making sure that you tag me at Dr. Morgan Coaching. And it would really mean the world to me if you took just two minutes to leave me a five star review on iTunes. This podcast is not free to produce. And the more that you help this little show grow, the more people will have access to this valuable information. So until next time, I'm wishing you high self worth and great relationships. Thank you for being part of this community.